Hello, thank you for joining me on Power Sports Strategy. Today I have a very special guest, Mr. Chris Downey. He's the founder of Silver Bullet Business Advisory in Australia. Now this guy's been in the trenches, working in the dealerships, and doing consulting work for 35 years. Now imagine you're in the middle of, I don't know, a pandemic, and government shuts your business down for three months, four months, and you need a loan. You go to the banker, the banker says, let me see your five-year business strategy. And whoa, where do I have that at, right? Now today, Chris is gonna go over some of the key points of having a strategic business plan. So in case you do need to get a loan or maybe you're gonna sell your dealership and you need to evaluate it, he will go over some of the things that you need to know to work on your own strategic business plan or update the business plan you already have. Now sit back and watch my interview with Chris Downey. Hello Chris, how's it going? Hey, good, David. How are you? Oh, I'm super fantastic, of course. I'm super happy to have you on my little podcast show today and to talk about something really important, which is uh, the strategic business plan for dealers. And I wanted to have you on because I know that you know this inside and out. And I think that your ability to go over some of these points might actually be able to help somebody, you know, uh, get a loan with a bank or sell their store or, you know, or sell it for a lot more money than they, uh, they would have if they didn't have this uh, plan updated. So tell me about your uh, history and uh, where, where you worked before. Yeah, thanks, David. I mean, leading into the conversation that we're here for today, um, just my background, 30, 35 years automotive. First part of my career um, was with OEMs. Uh, with Ford Motor Company and a large English organisation called Inchcape, uh, working both in distribution, later in retail. I crossed into retail just over 20 years ago and it ended up then running a lot of different dealerships, a combination of large corporate, uh, family-owned businesses. Uh, and so in and out of that type of style of operations um, from mul multiple stores, single stores, and about five years ago, started up our little business, our advisory business, um, and started consulting and coaching and training uh, within the automotive industry. So 35 years later and a bit of gray hair to, to prove, um, quite a bit of experience in that, that part of the world. Yeah. Right on. Now, now I had the pleasure to take a course with you over yep. uh, almost a year long period of time, maybe even longer than a year through Zoom. And I have to say, out of all my Zoom meetings, you were the one of the best I've ever had and be able to hold attention and, and things like that. And now you were doing work for Harley Davidson. And, yep. uh, you know, you taught a, a lot of uh, different things at a very high level at a, at a dealer principal level. And that, that was great. I, I really appreciated all that time they put in for us in that time frame, you talked about the strategic business plan. Now I've done one for years already, but there was some insight in that, that I wasn't, you know, I didn't understand exactly, you know, why we were doing it other than maybe for future expansion or things of that nature. So, you know, why, why does a dealer need a strategic business plan? Look, it's a really good point. Um, I'll go back and just talk a little bit about the course and the program that you're on. Yeah. And then we'll touch on why do a strategic plan. 
So for uh, the people that will dial in and listen to this um, broadcast, one of the things is with Harley-Davidson, we did a program called Dealership Leadership Team, the DLT program. And it follows a series of modules that help a general manager, dealer principal, business owner, formulate a really strong strategic business plan for their, their operation. And it covers all elements of a retail automotive business. So we followed that. Now, the interesting thing for, for you, David, was that we've been doing this in the automotive industry for a number of years, whether it be heavy, medium truck, whether it be car, whether it be motorbike, anything rolling stock we've run this program for, but we've always done it in classroom. And so unfortunately, when the pandemic really kicked into gear, we had to find a way to keep it rolling. And we moved into the virtual classroom environment. And yes, it was a long time to be sitting in front of a screen. And we got ourselves right through that program in that Zoom environment. So it was certainly, it was challenging, but we've learned how now how to do that and deliver that. But the great thing was at the end of the program, the participants in it develop their own strategic and business plans for their businesses. So to the point that you, you made just before is why have a strategic plan? And I like to call it a strategic and business plan. So it's purely a lot of strategic plans can get put on shelves or, or locked up in cabinets. It needs to be a, a living, breathing thing. And the first thing really is you need to understand where you are now. Where, where is your business right now? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to take your business to? And then that's the roadmap of how do you get there? And then there's a the monitoring and tracking of understanding, are we there yet or how are we going on the path? And you just think about it, let's use the analogy of a pilot taking off from an airport. Now, does that pilot know where they're going or are they just going for a flight? They know exactly where they're going. They know which airport they're flying to and they know how they're going to do it. So they have a plan. Does your business have a plan? Simple as that. You know, I had no idea that the amount of scrutiny that maybe someone that would want to buy your business would look at this plan, or maybe, you know, obviously in the pandemic, people need, you know, might need a business loan that never needed a business loan before. And all of a sudden they got to go to the bank and then the banker says, Hey, you know, uh, let me see your, you know, your business plan you know, whoa, you know, I haven't done that since the day I opened up, you know. So I, I think that elements of this business plan really could be critical for, for somebody's uh, business to even stay open or possibly, you know, if they sold their business. What are the elements in that business plan that they should be uh, covering? Well, there's, there's six key steps to a business planning model. Just but the point that you make is so critical. Just think about our interactions. So there's yourself, but also one of your key guys, Luke, was on the program as well. So just for the viewers, you, your, your planning that you did through this program allowed you to expand your business you know, and plan around a new franchise into your country operations. So that's really at a very high strategic level. And then your general manager, Luke, has come in and he's done a plan and it's an operational plan. All right, here's a part of the business that we need to focus in on to get really good at, and he's planned that. So two very different reasons of planning, but both critical. So yes, it could be around accessing better funds for capital growth. 
It could be preparing the business for sale. And it could be just to do a better job, make more money and get a better return on your investment and your assets. Six key steps to making this happen. Prepare, assess, create, communicate, take the people on the journey with you, implement and monitor and evaluate. There is this horrible statistic out there that 95% of businesses don't implement their plans. They'll do a whole lot of plan development and then it sits on the shelf and collects dust. So key aspects of this planning process is the implementation, the monitoring, but also being really fluid to the current market and preparing for what's ahead as well. Let's say that you're going to the bank and you need a loan or to expand. Maybe, hey, you have an opportunity to pick up another dealership or something of that nature. You know, what's, what's like the banker going to look for in this plan? Well, firstly, they're going to look at the historical performance of the business to see how good you are at what you do, to see if you've been growing, to see if you're getting a fair share of the activity in your field as well, and to see if you're getting a good return on your operating assets and on the investment that you have. They have a number of hurdles that they will measure you on. So that's the first thing is then they believe. Then they need to see where are you going with this business? Where are you taking it? And have you got that plan? And are you monitoring it and tracking it? At the end of the day, they need to have the confidence to lend you the money for two reasons, that you'll keep up your repayments and that you're good to pay it back. Yeah, Because they're in the same business. They're just using yeah. a different product. Now, most of the dealers already did a business plan when they first started their uh, business. And it's, you know, it's dusty in the credenza behind them. What advice would you give them on how to update your strategic business plan? Well, for starters, get the old one out, dust it down, have a look at it and see how you performed against it. Remember, we talk about two things here. We talk about a strategic business plan, which will typically look out five years. And then there's a business plan, which is shorter term, 12 to 18 months. If you're coming in from an operational perspective, the focus has got to be around the business plan. You can dust down the old one and have a look at it. But really, if you buy, based on the age and the time that's gone by, start again. Engage your leadership team and get them involved from the start, from the get-go to develop it up. So we talked about that first key point where are you now? And that's the really key point to getting it. No, that's, that's undertaking the analytics of understanding where you are. Things like do a pestle to understand political, economic, social, technology, legal, environmental of your marketplace. Right? What are your policies, processes, and procedures in your business now? Are they robust? Are they working? the competitive reality that you live in, right? understanding who your competitors are, really understanding it and their product and what you can do about that as well. Where's your product against their product? And that also then helps you determine where you, the way that you approach the market. Key element, we've talked about these ones so much, a SWOT. Yes. Right? A strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats. Right? internal behaviours, external environment. The SWOT is the basis of setting up the activities or actions that you will undertake 
from the SWOT, do you have a vision, a mission, and values of operation of your business? Now, a lot of businesses have them. And again, they may be just as dusty as that strategic plan. So sometimes it's worth just refreshing that whole process as well and getting them out and engaging your current leadership team on this next journey. Smart objectives out of that SWOT analysis becomes the obvious objectives that we focus in on. So we've got to make sure that when we use the expression of smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. Right? We've got to put a timeline to them. Now, that really then helps us understand where we are now, so where we can get on with it. Where do we want to be? That's part of those objectives. And then the monitoring process behind it. That's a lot of good info there. And a lot of a lot of things that, you know, somebody might not have even heard about before. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, you are a resource uh, for a dealer to reach out to to, to actually, uh, you know, pick apart some of these things that they may be lacking. I know they're almost all good businessmen. They understand a PL and and things of that nature. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's some elements to this that, that, that they might not actually know totally how to do it. You are the, the go-to guy for that, I believe, in, in the world. Now, in Australia, where you're at, yep. what kind of motorcycle did you start riding when you were a kid? <laughs> Okay, this will be a reflection of my age. So let's not read too much into this. Um, my goodness, 1972 Honda SL70 in gold. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Now they did come in a couple of colors, but I had a gold one. But back then, dirt bikes were just starting to come into the marketplace. And so a lot of us couldn't afford these fancy dirt bikes. So we got road bikes and we converted them to dirt bikes. So we beefed this bike up with larger shocks and forks, bigger carby on it, upgraded the exhaust pipe so it was extremely loud. These things were damn dangerous, but they were a lot of fun. And we would ride them on the road and on, and, and on tracks and what have you. So, yeah, that's we're going back into the early 70s, but um, early to late 70s, that's yeah, awesome. an SL70. And, and you can still walk without a limp? or is, is... <laughs> I progressed into larger dirt bikes for a number of years. And then um, life got in the way of riding a yeah. bike. But I've got to share this story with you. My eldest daughter has said to me, let's get our bike licenses again so we can get riding. So she wants to ride. And I've had this hiatus for quite a time. Yeah. So we're booked in to go and get our bike licenses. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to be talking to you at some time. I know you put me in the CVO category <laughs> some time ago, but that, that's yeah. something that's really on the radar now. Uh, yeah. That's really good. That'd be fun uh, to get out, even if you just started on, uh, you know, small bikes to, to get to get going. I really appreciate you taking the time and going over these things with us, Chris. Uh, you're an amazing guy, and I really enjoy taking that course from you. So, Thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, great to catch up. Last bit I would just add in there is um, one of the things we do within our advisory business is strategic planning. But we also do quite a bit around the management development, so the, the program that you attended. We also run private groups on financial comparison. Uh, and we do a number of training programs as well. So the guys that work within the business with me, and we work within the Asian market, we've been in and out of a number of different countries. They're, they're all like me, gray hair, 30 plus years experience. 
So yeah, look, more, more than happy to, if there's any anyone that's interested to have a chat, love to do that as well. Been a pleasure dealing with you over the last 18 months and also Luke within your organization as well. It's been a real pleasure and 100% we're going to keep our contact moving forward as well. Oh, right on. Yeah, I can't wait until we can travel. <laughs> yeah, me too. For sure. All right, Chris. Thank you, sir. Thanks, David. Take care. All right, bye bye. Thanks for watching my interview with Mr. Chris Downey. He's an expert in building strategic business plans, and he's there to help you if you need it. Please reach out to him. He's also a wealth of knowledge in anything related to dealerships, from service to sales. He's one of the best trainers I've had in the last 20 years. Now, he's there. Reach out to him. Get your business plan in line. You never know when you're going to need it. You might need a loan. Mom might say sell the dealership. You need to have it evaluated. So get that business plan done. Thanks again.